0: Hello, everybody. My name is Caleb Carr, and this is New York Sports. New York. Hello, everybody. My name is Caleb Carr, and this is New York Sports. This is our fourth episode. Um, before I go over what we're going to talk about today, I just want to apologize for not making many podcasts lately. It's been about uh, two two months, maybe, since I've really post since I've posted a podcast. Last, I did just recently post on my blog, so go ahead and go take a look at that. Um, and I will be posting more. I'm going to try to do a couple every week, and I'm going to keep up. I'm going to try to start keeping up with my uh, once a week podcast. Uh, it's just, I've been super busy with school and sports lately and I want to start doing it. This is, I love doing this stuff, just talking about sports, reading about sports, running about sports. I love it all. So today we are going to be talking about the MLB season, um, in the playoffs. We know, uh, the Yankees made the playoffs, the Mets did not, but the Nationals won the world, world series just the other night. Congratulations to them and the ML, the ML, <laughs> The NBA, there we go, the NBA has started, and uh, we're going to be talking about our two our two New York teams. Then we've got the NFL, it's at its halfway point just last week. Uh, the Bills and Jets did play today, the Giants have to play uh, on Monday against the Cowboys, but we will be talking about the season so far, and the rest of the season for them. And then hockey has started up too, our Sabres, Islanders, and Rangers, we'll be talking about them at the end of the episode so, as I said, to start off today, we'll be talking about the MLB. Alright guys, to start off, we're going to be talking about the MLB season. Uh, it just ended last, this, uh, this last week when the Washington Nationals beat the Houston Astros in the uh, World Series, but you know, neither of these two teams are from New York, so we're not going to be talking about that game. But for the Yankees and the Mets, the Yankees finished 103 and 59. They did go to the playoffs, but they lost to Houston in the second round. They finished. They lost them four to two in the semifinals. The Mets they finished 86 and 76. They didn't make the playoffs, but they were in the position for a wild card spot until the very end. They fought. They uh, did a really. I think they did a really good job at the end of the season to try to get that wild card spot. But unfortunately, they could not. I really think that they have a good chance of it next year if they do. What I say, as I'm going to explain to you guys, what I think they need to do, as, as also the Yankees need to do, to make next season even better than this season. First of all, for the Mets, center fielder position is a must for this team. They, have, they don't have a true center field player. They have six right now, six players who have been playing center field or have played center field, but none of them are true center field players. Their first and second players that they play for center field are Michael Confronto and Brandon Nemo. They're both corner outfielders, meaning that they play left or right. They don't start at that position. They've been starting at center field. But they are natural players for those two positions. They don't play center field naturally. They they haven't grown up playing that position. Um, Their third player is Jeff McNeil. He's a natural second baseman. Their fourth player is J.J. Davis, a natural third baseman. And their fifth player is Dominic Smith, a natural first baseman. Uh there they also have Jonas Cheeseped, but he's injured right now, so he's not gonna be any help for him. And he's probably gonna be injured going into next season, so that's not really gonna help him too much. So what they need is a, a true center fielder that's gonna help out their defense a lot. And it's gonna um, they also need a true center fielder that can hit the ball too, because their offense has not was not that great. Last season. Also, their bullpen has been a little rough. So last year, this past year, the bullpen wasn't terrible. But going into the next season, their rotation, they're losing players. So what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to move up Seath Lugo, which is a closer, and Robert Gilsman. He's a middle player for the bullpen. They want to move them up into the rotation. But to do that, you have to fill their spots in. The bullpen so they need strong players in the bullpen they need with see Lugo, he was a strong closer but they're gonna need an even stronger closer to go in that spot they're pitching their pitching rotation and the bullpen hasn't really been able to close games that well this year they've lost a lot of close games at the end due to their pitching rotation um, i'm pretty sure they were one of the highest teams to have a walk-off hit off of them for the most in the season it was a rough season in that position. And then finally, just defense. Defense is a big part of this defense is getting a new center fielder. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of their players have been kind of iffy this year. Cano is one of them. He was not doing very good at second base. And they don't really have a third base option right now who has a good glove. They've got third base options who are good hitters. And good arms. Can't catch any. They're not. They they don't have that glove ability to go out there and make plays with their glove. So that's what they need. Those down-the-line plays. They need somebody to get those. Next we're on to the Yankees. Uh, just like the Mets, they need to get their bullpen stronger. Uh, we saw in the playoffs against Houston, it was weak near the end. Um the first couple games, you know, they won they went up 2-0 in the first two games, but then they ended up losing 4-2. It's was a big part of that was because of their bullpen. They were not strong near the end of games. They were tired. They just didn't have enough depth. They didn't have enough energy to finish out a seven-game series, which they couldn't do. They won in the wild card spot, but they couldn't finish out a seven-game series. Um, a big part of that would be signing Garrett Cole. Um, Garrett Cole is an Astros pitcher, He's gonna be one of the top three free agents this year, and there have been rumors and things going on, buzz about him and the Yankees, which would be huge for the Yankees going into next season. It, it just add to their they have, a, they have good players in their bullpen. They just don't have enough of them, and Garrett Cole would add to that, and it would be huge for them. Another problem right now is that they have a lot of free agents on their team. Uh, Chapman was one of them. Just. Um, he did resign with them just yesterday. I'm pretty sure it was. But two other ones are Didi Glorius and Brett Gardner. Uh, those are two very important parts of this team. Uh, we know that Gardner is—he's um, getting old. You know, his time was when um, his time was when he was with Derek Jeter. Those two, just those two, played phenomenal together. Um, but he—he's getting old. But he's still a big part of this team, you know. He last season he was our ninth. He was in our ninth position for our. Bat- to you. He was in the ninth position for our batting spot last year, and that just shows that, you know, he's still a strong hitter, and he can still hit the ball and get us out of these tough situations and get on base and get RBIs. And he's in our ninth spot, so that just shows for me how strong our batting has. been. Ben and how strong it's getting. But we need to keep Gardner this year. Uh it's gonna that's gonna be a tough spot to fill. Um and as I said before, Didi Ugorius, another one. He in my eyes is one of the best shortstops of the game. Um he's quick, he's agile, he's fast, and I don't think he gets recognized enough for the shortstops, but I really believe that he's one of the best, not only on the defense, but also in the box hitting. He is a very good hitter, I believe, just like the rest of the players on this team. So many good hitters, so many great hitters, and as I said before, just go out. If they get Cole and they can keep some of these free agents, I really don't think they need to make too many big moves this offseason. Obviously, Cole, maybe another pitcher, uh, maybe another good hitter or something uh, would be good for them, obviously, but their main concern is connecting the ball and the bat, which They have all these big hitters, Aaron Judge, D.J. Groyas, Brett Gardner, um, D.J. LeMay, who, um, their catcher. Why can't I think of the catcher's name? Give me a quick sec. Gary Sanchez. I don't know why that slipped my mind right there. Gary Sanchez. They got all these big hitters, but they just need to hit it. They just need to hit it. That's all they need to do. So um, that's it for MLB, and next we're going to go on the NBA. All right, so now we're on the NBA. Um, the NBA uh, season just started. Both of our two teams, the Knicks and Nets, are six games in. Um, for New York, it's been a little rough. Um, starting with the Knicks right now, they're 1-5. Um, you know, for the Knicks right now, that's not too much of a surprise. They didn't, in my opinion, they didn't go into the off season and do what they needed to do. They wanted to bring in, um, uh, Kyrie Irving and Durant. They wanted to try to pick up Zion, which was just unlucky. You know, with the lottery and everything, I was just unlucky. Uh, They did get R.J. Barrett, though. But to me, R.J. Barrett and Marcus Morris were the only two big moves in the offseason. And Marcus Morris, to me, wasn't that big of a move. Um, You know, he's 30 years old. He's not an elite player. I mean, he's a good D. He played good two years ago for the Celtics in the playoffs is all I can remember. Two years ago is the only time that I can remember looking at this guy and saying he's good. Is it the only time I can ever remember it? This This year he hasn't really proved himself too much. You know, we're only six games in. Can't say too much. Hopefully he comes back and he can play good because they need him. But as I was saying, this is a Knicks team that going into the season, nobody was really saying it's their year. That Nobody said that this year. Um, and it's partly because they're such a young team. You know, you look at this team; they got RJ Barry, he's nineteen years old. Uh, apologize if I get this name wrong, Frank Nelikina, something like that. He's been their point guard. He's only twenty one. Julius Randall, twenty four. You know, not too young, but not overly old. Yeah, Dennis Smith Junior, twenty one. Ignas um, uh out of Michigan, twenty years old. Marcus Morris, he's thirty. He's the oldest. Marcus Morris, and like I was saying before, he's one of the oldest guys on the on the team. You know, there's nobody else that really plays too much that's older than him. And he's not that elite player that these young guys need to look up to. Um, when I look up to, I mean playing-wise. I mean off the court. I mean to we know that he's had trouble with ejections and all that kind of stuff. He's not that player that these younger guys should be looking up to or need to be there you know you look at like the NFL or the NBA even you look at these older players that bring in these younger players on the team and just teach them one good example are for our Buffalo Bills Frank Gore and Devin Singletary Devin Singletary has been learning so much from Frank Gore and he's improved tremendously off of it and Marcus Morris isn't a Frank Gore in my eyes onto the Mets, Nets I'm sorry onto the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets they're 2-4 and right now They've been struggling a little bit, you know, going into this season, you know, they got Kyrie, they got Durant, although he can't play. Um, and they just haven't been playing how a lot of people have been to see them play. You know, they haven't, you know, they, they've they been kind of a little up and down, too. They had a great win against the Rockets the other night. Great win, a, a great Rockets team, you know, um, you got Harding, you got Westbrook there. A great rocket team that's looking to be playoff—they're definitely playoff worthy, possibly championship worthy—and then they go last night and they they lose to the Pistons, which is just—they have no excuse for that loss. There's no—you can't look at that and say, "Well, it was this." No, there's so much that they did in that game that just there's no excuses. You know, they're just mistakes that are just like you can't make that. That can't happen. And, uh, you know, but Kyrie, Kyrie's been playing like Kyrie, you know, and of course he's going to. And next year, next year is going to be, we all knew that, yeah, they got Kyrie this year, but what we're really looking for in Brooklyn is next year. We can't wait till next year. Next year's going to be great. They're going to have Kyrie. They're going to have Durant. They're going to have Jordan. It's going to be a great year for them. But Kyrie, of course, this year has been playing like Kyrie. Um he finally kind of has his own team that he can play on. Um you no, know, he doesn't have to share it, although we can't we've heard him multiple times make the comment that he can't wait to play with Durant next year, which we believe is true because those two are really close. But he's he's being a very strong leader, is one thing that I can say about Kyrie. And despite these mood swings that he's been having lately, they started in China. And they started... Uh, they came up earlier this week after a couple of losses. You know, it's been a little rough with Kyrie, but despite these mood swings, he's still a great leader. He's been leading this team very well. And it's we've heard it from multiple uh, Nets players that he's been playing very well and he's been helping them and pushing them. Uh, words of encouragement, you know. He's this... I believe that this is Kyrie's team. You know, he tried with Boston. He tried with Cleveland. Although he won championships in Cleveland, it doesn't matter. This is his team. Um, I guess we'll see for Durant next year if this is his team. But we know, I believe that this is Kyrie's team. We saw in our first home game how emotional he was. This is his home. This is his team. Um, So, yeah, that's it for the NBA. Not too much going on there. We just started... Uh, next week we'll have, hopefully hopefully these two teams can kind of turn it around a little bit in the Nets especially. But uh, now we're going to go on to the NFL. Alrighty, so now we are on to the NFL. We've got the Bills, the Jets, the Giants. To start off, we're going to start with the Buffalo Bills. They've had a tremendous begin to their season. They're 6-2. and two. Of course, when I say tremendous, I mean tremendous for compared to other bills seasons you know of course the patriots are 8 and 8 that's insane um well not maybe not for the patriots but san francisco 8 and 0 when i said 8 and 8 i meant 8 and 0 uh san francisco 8 and 0 they but the bills have they're in you know right now they're looking to be a good playoff team i don't know how deep in the playoffs i guess we'll see but right now they're 6 and 2 uh, this is their best start since 1993. In 1993, they went 7-1. and one. Since then, they have not have any very good starts. I think when they went to the playoffs two years ago, they were 5-3 and three this far and So no, nothing too good. Their best start since 1993. They're looking good. And the team's just looking strong itself. It's defense. Our defense is really good right now. Um, our secondary is doing very good. Uh, we have some amazing secondary, you know, you just can't pass against us right now. The Patriots could not pass against us. We did an amazing job against Tom Brady, picked him off a couple times, although we lost that game. um, Although we did lose that game, we only lost that game by six. We were in that game until the very end, and we only, in my opinion, the only reason we lost that game is because Josh Allen went went out. I think Allen could have had what it took to make it a game-winning drive against this Patriots defense. But, our running game, our running defense is looking a little eh right now. The Eagles really exposed the Bills in the running game uh, two weeks ago. Well, last week. They really exposed them bad. Um, they just ran all over them. Uh, and even this week, today against the Redskins, where they the Bills won 24 9, even this week, uh, Peterson had some good runs against the Bills' defense. Um, you know, the second half, they were able to get to the holes quicker and they were able to stop him a little more, but he still had some good runs. Um, Josh Allen, he's still improving. He's only a two year player, but he's getting a lot better. He's making so many better decisions um, from the beginning, first couple games of the year to the last couple games. Uh, he's been making much better decisions. Yeah. It's just throwing it away at random players because he's trying to get out. Um, he's throwing it away more. He's checking it down more. He's making a better decisions when he runs. You know, we've there were some problems in the beginning. He wouldn't slide, or he just go head first and risk of getting injured. But he's doing better at that. And the big thing though right now is the schedule. They're six and two. They've got the Browns next week, then the Dolphins, then the Broncos. They could be, and then the Cowboys. They could be nine. They have a good chance of being nine and two by the time that they come up to their tough, like. They're tough um, stretch. So let's say they win the they beat the Browns, which definitely doable. They beat the Dolphins, which they've already done. Although the Dolphins did beat the Jets today, just putting that out there. And the Broncos, which the Broncos haven't been too great. Although I do believe that as of this point, as I'm recording this, the Dolph- the Broncos are beating the Ravens in the second quarter. So, but then they got the Cowboys, which. The Cowboys lost the Jets, which the Jets went and then lost the Dolphins. So anything's possible, you know? I think that's definitely a winnable game against the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys are being consistent or strong this year. Definitely a winnable game. Then they got the Ravens, which the, their defense is going to have to be incredibly good against the Ravens, uh, against the Cowboys, too, with Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott. They got the Steelers, which is definitely a winnable game. Then they got the Patriots and the Jets. So if you look at it, they go, they become nine and two by the time they play the Cowboys. Let's say they lose to both the Cowboys and the Ravens, which I don't think they will. I think they will be at least one of those. But let's say they lose to both of them, nine and four. They beat the Steelers, ten and four. Lose to the Patriots, ten and five. Beat the Jets, eleven and five. That is probably, that's the best record that they've had in a long time. I don't know the exact date, but a long time. Now onto the Jets. As I said. Minutes ago, they lost to the Dolphins today. They're currently one in seven, um, which is surprising for this Jets team. This is the Jets team that has a young, uh, talented—I say with air quotes—talented quarterback, and Le'Veon Bell. They're supposed to have a good defense. Their new jerseys obviously have done nothing for them this year. Um, but they're one in seven. They're. As I said, again, earlier, their only win is against the Cowboys, which they won 24-22, I believe. Which, But then they go lose to the Dolphins. It just goes to show anything's possible in the NFL. It's just, I just don't. It's insane. But um, the biggest problem with them right now is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has been very... Very inconsistent. He'll play a great game. He had a three hundred point, three hundred yard game against the Cowboys, and then he went and played the Patriots. Which the Patriots m- might be one of the best defenses, in the, might be the best defense in the league. And I'm saying that because what what kind of offense? What offense has the Patriots played that is strong? They haven't played a strong offense yet, so you can't really look at their defense and say, "Yep, no." You can't, no. Um, But they lost to the Dolphins today, and just Sam Darnold, I mean, he's been, you know, of course he was out for a couple games due to mono, but he's played four games, and he's got 117 yards, five touchdowns, and eight interceptions. It's, you know, so, uh, there's just no way. He's not against, I mean, against the Patriots. Four of those interceptions that he has was against the Patriots where he was seeing ghosts. He would just throw it. He just threw the ball, and he'd he'd go right to a Patriots defender. But then against the Cowboys, he just could not miss his wide receivers. So he's just inconsistent. His inconsistency is not good for this team. Uh, Another thing about them is Le'Veon Bell just isn't himself right now. Um, through seven games, he only has 349 yards. And we know that he didn't play last year. But in 2017, he had a 1,291 yards. Uh, the year before, he had 1,268 yards. 2014, he had a 1,361 yards. This is an elite running back. And I don't think it's just because of this offensive line, which is offensive line is not great by any means, just, uh, they're not great by any means, They Sam darnold has been sacked 15 times this year, so, not, you know, but, I don't think that that's why, and, you know, the offensive line, I'm sorry, back to the offensive line, Sam Darnold has been sacked 15 times, but Luke Falk, when he was in for Sam Donald, he played two games, he was sacked 16 times. And I do believe that that is some of Luke Falk's fault because he's not a very uh, good mover in the pocket. All Sam Darnold can get away from stuff much easier than him. But that's no excuse at all. It's no excuse. 16 sacks, 15 sacks. Um, Trevor Sheeman, when he went in, he got sacked twice. Uh, David Falls, when he went in, he was sacked once. That's a total of, let me do some math here real quick, 30, it's a weekend, I'm sorry guys, 30, 34, that's a total, 34 sacks, 34 sacks, through eight games, that's not good, their offensive line is a problem right now, and as I was saying with Le'Veon Bell, that's half of the reason that he hasn't been getting the touches or the yards that he needs. He only has one rushing touchdown this year. and But that's not the reason. That's not the whole reason, though. Something is wrong with Le'Veon Bell, and it could be that he didn't play last year, and he just has to get his legs warmed up again, and maybe this second half he's going to go off. But to keep him going, and to get that to happen, their offensive line needs to play a lot better. Uh, on to... The Giants, the Giants are two and six. They got the Cowboys tomorrow night. It's been rough, but not terrible. The Giants aren't doing terrible. Um, they've had they've definitely had some rough games. Uh, they finally got their quarterback situation good. Daniel Jones is two two and four right now. Uh, he's, got a 1, 000, he's got one thousand. He's got a thousand four hundred sixty six yards, ten touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's the big one right there. And he's been sacked twenty one times. So once again, the offensive line is a problem. Um but other than other than uh Daniel Jones, who once again he's a rookie quarterback. He's growing. You can't you can't just throw him in there and expect him to win you games and bring you to the playoffs. You can't do that, especially with the offensive line that they have right now and the receiving core too. Like the receiving core isn't that great. You know, Sterling Shepard, um, Sterling Shepard, I don't even know who else there. What other? Golden Tate. You know, they're, it's not, mm, he doesn't really have too many people to throw to other than Barkley out of the backfield. And on to Barkley, Barkley once again has been having a great year. Um, 373 yards, two touchdowns. So he, and you know, I say 373 yards and you might, you might know go back to Bell and you might think, well, you know, Bell has had about that. Well, you got to remember Barkley has only played uh for five games this year. He did go out with an injury. um, And also he hasn't played yet this week those stats I just said have Bell in this week. So, you know, that's a big thing there. Um, But tomorrow night, the Giants play the Cowboys, which who knows how that one fans out, you know? The, uh, what a lot of people thought was the worst team in the NFL just beat the, J- the Jets, and the Jets have beat the Cowboys. So we really don't know. We'll see how that one goes. Um, And as I said before, defensive problems... Uh, for both the Jets and the Giants, I forgot to talk about this for the Jets, but defensive problems for both the Jets and the Giants have been huge this year. If you look at points per game, opponent points per game, the the Giants are 27th. They're allowing 27.2 points per game, and the Jets are 25th. They're allowing 26.4 points per game. And just in case you're wondering, Buffalo, Buffalo is 5th at 14.4 points per game. Um, But it's... It's tough. Um, these are two teams. One who was expected, the Jets were expected to be decent this year. The Giants, you know. When I look at the Jets and Giants, I kind of think back to the Knicks and the Nets. Um, the Knicks weren't expected to be that great. They're a young team, but we thought they'd be better than this, you know. Both the Knicks and the Giants, uh, I thought they'd be better than one and five and two and six, you know. At this point in the year, I thought the Gi- Giants would be at least three and five and the Knicks would be at least three and three. Um, and then you look at the Jets and I compare them to the Nets. You've got this talent and you've got this good team that went and made offseason moves, but they're just not producing. Um so that's it for the for the NFL and for our last segment today we're going to go on to the NHL. All right everybody we're to our final segment of the NHL. <clears> the <throat> season just started uh, like last week or something. The Sabers, just like last year, the Sabers are off to a great start. Both the Sabers and the Bills, Buffalo is feeling great right now about their two about their football team and their hockey team. The Sabers are 9-4 and 2. Um but we don't want to jinx ourselves with with uh, the Sabers right now because 3 games ago they were 9-1 and 2. They've three straight losses right now and it's it's a little early. But it's starting to kind of look like last year. Last year, the Sabres went and they were looking great. They are at the top of the power rankings. They were at the top of the league. They had the most goals. They had the best defense. They were looking dominant. They were looking Stanley Cup worthy. If they kept it up, they were going to be in the conversation of the Stanley Cup. But they didn't keep it up. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. Which is why sabers fans are kind of just looking at it and going okay let's not get too ahead of ourselves we got a long season um they just need to basically keep up what they've been doing um they got to they got to get back to the mindset that they had for the first 11 games for, sorry, the first twelve games, and they need to get back to that, and get off this losing streak because they can't. If they have, they can't. They can't have this losing streak right now. Um, you know, they lost. I think we're looking at they lost to the Islanders one nothing, the Capitals six one, and the Coyotes three two. And other than that, the only loss that they had had was to the Ducks. Um. So you look at their upcoming games. They got the Lightning twice, Hurricanes, Senators, Blackhawks. So all you know, not too tough. You know, Lightning aren't that great right now. The Senators aren't looking that great right now. Um, the Hurricanes are aren't bad. Hurricanes aren't too bad right now. Um, but you know, they've got it. I have trust in this team. This team is not. This team's not last year's team, in my opinion. They're not going to be... They're not like last year. Okay, they're not going to... How do I say this? They're not going to go and just completely decline like they did last year. They're not going to go from up to the top to almost near the bottom like they did last year. Do I think they're going to be able to keep up this top, two, three in the league uh, thing, no. no. But I think they're definitely going to be a playoff team. They definitely made enough offseason moves, enough moves on the staff, the front office. They definitely made enough moves in the offseason to be a good team. Uh, on to the Islanders. Islanders are looking really strong this year. They uh, they were in the playoffs last year, and, and they made it through the first round against the Penguins for nothing, but then they got swept. By Carolina, the Hurricanes, they got swept 4 nothing there. So, they're definitely a um, a playoff team, again, this year, I believe. They're going to be, I believe that they're a very strong playoff team. But... They're not... I don't know. They're, they're going to be a good playoff team, it's just... We'll see as the year goes on how good they actually are and if they can make a run for that Stanley Cup. Uh the Rangers on the other hand, Rangers are falling very short this year. Um, you know, they didn't have a very good season last year, and it's not looking like they're gonna have a great season this year. They're five five one right now. Um you know, they've allowed more goals than they've scored. They have a negative one differential right now, which if you're wondering, the Sabres have a five point differential and the Islanders have a 11 point differential. While the Rangers have a negative one, which isn't you know, terrible. You know, we got the Blue Jackets, so with they have a negative 16. And, you know, so they're five, five, one. They're on a two game win streak right now, which um, I did not mention, but the Islanders are on a nine game win streak. You know, they were 1-3 to start the season, and they've won nine straight. So that's really good for them. But the Rangers are just falling short this year. Um, you know, you look at it, they didn't really make too many moves in the offseason to really get them where they need to be. They're not going to be a playoff team, just straight out. Um, hopefully, they can do good in the draft. Get a, a, some good players, make some offseason moves, and hopefully next year we can see a possible playoff team. So that's it out of me today, guys. Um, don't really know what else to say. I uh, once again, I'd like to apologize for not doing this more and just now restarting again. But I'm gonna be uh, going next week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can start. I'm gonna start posting at least three to four, possibly five times a week on my um on my blog. So make sure you guys go check that out. Uh as always, you know. So that's uh it for me. I'll see you guys next week. My name's Caleb Carr and this has been New York Sports Save my rector What a save I might break through the stuff The Bills make me wanna shout. Keep your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shall Lifted in the air again. Deep right center. Going back.